to another episode of Get Your Shine Box. Have we been away this long where you felt like that would be okay? <laughs> oh my. Uh, I know that that's okay. Oh. Yeah. Are, we in, are we in a safe environment right now? Because if you think so, you're fucking deluded. Well, you know why? Because never safe. I kicked your ass. No, I didn't really kick your ass. Oh, in Star time? Wars timeline. No, I think this is cool, though. <laughs> uh, it does make you think about it a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some Romulan out there will be like, mm, bleep lower, I could have known that in my sleep. Uh, <laughs> some little Romulan. Screw that guy. I don't, know. I don't know why I'm picking on the Romulans. I mean, they're not the logical ones, truthfully. it's I should have gone Vulcan. But. Wow. Really? You should have. The Romulans are the emotional ones. That's right. The emotional Vulcans. That's right. They're like volcanoes of emotions. <laughs> See what I did there with nice. the... Mm, I like it. I'm going to go uh, finish my drink outside. <laughs> Just uh, let the, the fire die down. and wash some of that perfume off. So, um, well, this is not an advice show. Or um, is it a movie review show? It is not. Thank God. Yeah. Our, our reviews are pretty sketch sometimes. Like, I think we... It's true. We don't always, uh, you know, encapsulate probably everything that we maybe could or looking for the insights, but yeah. I think we try to bring our own flavor. We bring our own flavor. We yeah. bring a little um, hot ham water oh. to the Ooh. table. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> That's uh-huh. what we do. When, uh, Will, when Will Arnett finally is on our podcast, oh, I know. then we can, you know, make more references to like Arrested. Well, it's, it's really just a scheduling thing. Like he is unaware we exist and so we cannot schedule him <laughs> if, if, if i had to blame anyone it's my people my people won't get back to his people and yeah, you know it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a big it's coming place. around that's it <laughs> i can't get rid of sean hayes serious. <laughs> he's so enthusiastic i know come on guy um one day one day he'll be on here right, he will very, be so proud very good um so so this show is just a couple of bros we uh, talk about the films that really influenced us growing up and how it kind of influences our parenting, or at least we try to extrapolate uh, some lessons sometimes, some, some observances, yeah, and things like that. Absolutely. So um, we'd like to start off here by asking, how was your wee? Yes. Yeah. We do do that. We do. Yeah. How was it? How'd it go? You've, um, you've been doing nothing. So you're, No one's here. I know. I've been solo. So my family's in, uh, my wife and kids are in Australia at the moment visiting I, I saw parents. your dog wearing lipstick, by the way. That was, <laughs> that was the weird part. That's, that's such the, the, the least that I've done to that dog. No, no. Uh, oh. but, uh, no that's terrible. But um, so she's sick of me. So here we go. So um, <laughs> my, my family's in Australia. They're having a blast, having a great time visiting my wife's family. and I Her other home. family. Her other family. Other husband. Her, her Australian yeah. husband. <laughs> Johnny Bogan. That's it. Okay. Crikey. He's just a dick, dick bag, but. Barbara. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, look at cheap, Barbara. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, so I've had, uh, I've been by myself since actually Christmas Day. And, um, you know, the first few days I was just like playing games and walking around in my underpants and, uh, you know. Yep. Living the life of Riley. Sure. And um, since then. It's become very quiet and very alone. Oh. And in particular, the dog hates me <laughs> because... There's no way she hates you. Well, she but loves she's, you. She's realized that most of her attention comes from my wife and sometimes the kids. Right. And uh, I try to give her you know, attention, things like that. But she's so bored of me right now. Seriously, I'll come home and, and she won't be like excited. She'll just be like, oh, fuck. You. Like, come on. <laughs> no kidding. All I need. Is just anyone else. So whenever somebody comes to the door, yep. whenever 
like you come and visit, she's just like over the moon. She's so happy. But she's such a lovely girl. She's she a great is. dog. Yeah, she is. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's been interesting. It's just, um, you know, in, in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to improve my life. And, and really, I have done nothing. Got to finally solve that JFK thing. <laughs> You've been sitting on the files for a long time now. Well, the evidence is right here. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I just signed that life insurance. No, I'll do it later. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, so it's just, uh, it's been really quiet. It's been lonely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's been too long, I okay. would say. All yeah. right. Well, that's, that's, yeah, it's almost over though. You've got yeah. like four more days. Four more days. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting week. So uh, we had the kids all last week while they were waiting to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that was weird. Uh, and only because it's just like they sleep till noon, which is great. But then it's just like weird and stinky and nothing goes on. And then you try to get them to do stuff. Like I'm really trying to motivate them to do more chores, Yeah, which is their favorite thing. Like it's always like, and like, no, it's fights and people get fussy and Julian's actually really good about it. Like he'll just kind of like, Hey, no problem. Like he just gets it done. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've got no, I can't say no. So I'm just going to do it. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm rewarding him with extra allowance for it. I'm like, thank you. You know what? Honestly, thanks for making my life better. Oh, awesome. Um, And then like Bree's a little fussier, like just, you know, and it's just doesn't like to be told what to do. Mm. So I'm trying to like incentivize her a little bit here and there. But, you know, again, it's always like, uh, I just want them to not like be, be completely, you know, lost in their tablets and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, they're supposed to go back to their dad's uh, Sunday. Oh. But the way that they do their schedules is like if the his girlfriend's kids aren't there, then they don't take the ki- then he doesn't take the kids. Oh. So we get them for another week, oh. and so now it's more chores and more stuff, and so it's like double double fuss. And anyway, um, <sighs> yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's fine. Uh, I'm at home for I've been at home for like the last month, and then yeah. uh, I finally start my do my, started my new job on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of my equipment came, Oh, uh, and I've got some materials to look over, but it's, it's really specific, like oddly oh. specific. And it's, it's kind of in an area where I don't know it as well as I probably should. So okay. anyway, it's, it's interesting, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's a little bit, I don't know. I'm just trying to find ways to motivate myself to get into it, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not crazy about it right now. <laughs> so I'm just like, I have found so many procrastination things to do. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to read this part of it. Oh, but I should make myself some tea. <laughs> like, oh, this tea's really good. You know what would really go well? Homemade jam. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to make this out of like, I don't even know what jam comes from, like sugar and, and mashed fruit. berries. And fruit, like, I imagine. I think it takes some... a while, but I'm going to wait yeah. it out before yeah. I get back into this material. You know what goes with homemade jam? Four hours of Diablo 4. That's it. <laughs> no, no. So I mean, I've, been, I've actually been reading it for like a little over a week. But anyway, yeah. long story short is... Um, yeah, it's been an okay week so far. Like we're just, I went, oh, oh, here's one fun thing I did. Oh. I took Scarlett to a movie last night. Oh, nice. We went to go see Night Swim, which is a horror movie oh. by James Wan, the same oh. guy did The Conjuring. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is the movie she picked. Oh. She's like, I want to go see this movie. I'm like, oh, Scarlett, you know, it's a little bit scary and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> and, and she was actually really good in the movie. Wow. The hardest part of going yeah. was the judgment. Of oh. other parents. Oh. <laughs> they watched me pull my six-year-old into a horror film. And, yeah. I, and I felt the pressure. Yeah. So I was like, oh, uh, you know, it's her pick. And we, she just likes the sounds. Yeah. I, I didn't have a good excuse. But the one fun thing that did happen was, Scarlett's so specific about not 
breaking the rules. So we went to go get like, we went to the movie and we grabbed like popcorn and stuff and grabbed like pop. And then we went into the film and uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, here, grab some chocolate or whatever. We we got some like mini Kit Kats. Yeah. We sit down and we're in the theater and I'm like, okay, don't tell anyone. She's like, what? I'm like, I brought you some chips. (laughs) And I snuck this little bag of plastic chip, like our plastic bag full of chips in. Yeah. And she's like, daddy, we're going to get that. And I'm like, no, no, it's going to be fine. Daddy, get that. So what she did is she came up with an elaborate system where she would reach into the popcorn bag and pretend to take popcorn, yeah. but actually would grab chips from the bag and oh. feign it. And she did that for like two hours. Holy. She held to the script so much because she was so scared about getting kicked out. I'm like, you were a thousand times more ethical than I was at that age. At six, I'd be like, fuck it. Chips ahoy, I'm in. That's but, it. Yep. Nope. She was game. Wow. I was just like, it was a really, it was really cool. I'm like, oh, cool. you're a cute little, you're Cool little kid. Yeah. yeah. She's got her moments. She's pretty cool. Like, like she's, she's got some really interesting logic um, uh, in a lot of things that she does. Like, whenever she's coming over and visits and some of the conversation, and the way that she, like, she pieces things together, like X plus B equals C, and then, but then there's G. Like, like it's really oh, yeah. interesting. Her, her, her mind is just like, yeah. far out. Her memory is incredible. So, yeah. one last thing. Sorry, yeah, we've been going yeah. on about this week. Right. Way too long. So the other movie we watched the other day was yeah. was Smile. It's a horror movie. It's also terrifying. But she had every line and sequence memorized. Mm. Like we're going through it and Laura and I saw it with her at the same time. We've all yeah. only watched it once. Yeah. She knew exactly what was going to be said. She knew exactly what was going to happen next. Wow. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are you some sort of like recording device in the form of a human? Like, wow. it was, yeah, it's just... I. I I was like That's in incredible. awe of it in some ways and yeah. a little bit terrified because I'm like, what other things are being passively recorded right now that I will never be able to live everything. down and that you're going to bring up at, at times of therapy. Yeah. So yeah. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Like anyway. Everything. That's, That's amazing. amazing. I live with a fembot. <laughs> I have created one genetically. Hooray. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, nice. Well, um. Yeah, well, well. Speaking of uh, horror films, <laughs> right. we uh, we tackled. Uh, no, we didn't. We, but 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 this this month is a theme. Yes. So we're 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 t- sticking to a theme um, with a bunch of films that we love and love and love, uh, and um, they're all centered around one of our favorite actors, Mister John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, we this is like probably one of the first ones I ever remember from him, and it's yeah. probably the first film he ever did. He probably had little bit parts maybe in something else, but this is maybe this first feature. Yeah, I was thinking like, when when do you think Tapeheads was? Oh, after this? I think it's after this, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking like Brendan Fraser came, he was in that too. No, like, Tim, Tim Robbins. Oh, what am I thinking of? In Tapeheads. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right. With Brendan Fraser? I'm sure there is one. I thought that he was part of it. Like, is that cadre of guys who go and like break into a recording studio or oh, a radio so station. that that is airheads airheads and that's uh, steve Bashimi and um speaking of airheads no that's me uh, well anyway and adam sandler yeah but yeah um back to kuzak like All so right. yeah he's a cool dude he i've always cool liked dude. his stuff there's tons of things he's great in um but there were a lot of formative films when we were younger that were yeah. particularly important and stuff that a little bit older too yeah absolutely but this this one in particular we've always We've seen it probably a thousand times. Oh my god! And uh, it's got such a like a a warm place in my heart. This film. It's there's some bits that are just so funny, like laugh out loud funny, and most of them are like a lot of his throwaways, like totally. a lot of his, um, you know, little subtle bits. And that's what's 
that's probably what's so interesting about him. He's just a, he's a cool guy and he's just got this internal monologue going all the time, which is kind of neat. Like he's just, uh, I like, like it's, it's almost like he's just doing it for himself and we're along for the ride there sometimes. They're like, what do you say? Oh my God, it's hilarious. Like it's an, it's, it's neat to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. He's always a joy. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a complex guy. Like even as a young person, I mean, mm-hmm. as we were watching, I even said like, Wow, could you imagine being this good an actor uh, at that age? Mm-hmm. Like he just he is. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, better off dead. What yeah. do you are, are you going to do the recount? Like who's who's doing the synopsis here? Well, you are. Oh, my friend. Ah, oh, very good. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we'll do it together. But um, typically, you take better notes. Oh, my oh. notes consist of Ferris esque <laughs> sniper accuracy. <laughs> Is this Lane's world? <laughs> oh well, these are all very poignant. Yeah. So rightfully so. All right. So um, I think you, uh, you know, again, this is nostalgia. And, and um, you know, my family's not here. We got all night. Oh, boy. So let's take all night to really recap this. Oh, dear. Let's go six minutes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Large. All right. All right. Set the timer. Done. All right. All right. So better off dead. Yeah. We open up to some very low grade animation. Uh, yeah. and there's kind of a sequence here where, you know, you, you sort of see him as, as he probably envisions himself like a hero and a knight and he's chasing yeah. after the damsel in the stress who's being chased around by a monster. And, you know, eventually you get to the point where we get past the animation and it opens up. Yeah. So is it, um, Savage Steve Holland? Is he doing the animation? Well, that's a really good question because you see Lane doing animation too. Yeah. And we do think that this is probably autobiographical. Yeah. So I, I didn't see an actual credit for it though. I didn't look. Yeah, I always had it in my head. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I had in my head he did the animation as well. Hmm. I feel like that's a lot of extra work if you're going to, you know, direct it and all the other well, stuff. But maybe he just had time on his hands. If this is his opus, then he would put in that effort. Potentially, sure. <laughs> so anyway, so we, um, yeah, we. What's the, what's the after the animation? Is it the family first or is it? Lane no, first? no, no. Okay. You're in Lane's bedroom, and so that's you open up to a fuckload of pictures of Beth, Beth. and it's just like. Pans from shot to shot to shot. So she's everywhere. I have to assume that this movie was filmed in probably mm, three months or less. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the pre-filming must have been like, holy shit. Or just over the course of the whole movie, you would have been like just taking pictures of her all the time. Oh, yeah. And then going back to do that opening shot just because you would have been able to build up a repertoire of enough photos and headshots oh. to fill it. Because seriously, like this is insane. Imagine it's they're fun. like having sex and she's watching herself as they're doing it like i mean i would be like hey look lay down so that you yeah. can look at me and not behind you because you're gonna get freaked out also i'm looking at you it's yeah. like i'm having sex with like five thousand of you yeah at, simultaneously this we, is pretty good for lane and is crazy it's just, oh, we get the joke but if you if you took a step back and kind of looked at the that level of obsession yeah it's terrifying it's yeah like, like the entire room is filled with her images even even more so his closet is filled with her images like oh like yeah on his yeah, hangers all the hangers yeah, yeah that's true you made a really good observation about this and i think mm. this is the one way to look at this film almost uh almost entirely mm. you, you sort of said like hey is this from lane's perspective like is everything yeah. heightened because he's young and he's just thinking about these things but you know uh i think i think that has to be the way to look at it right yeah. like they're probably in real life when savage steve holland had a beth in his world that he might yeah. have been obsessed with there was probably like, you know, 10 pictures in the room and it was like, oh, you know, his parents were like, oh, you're obsessed. Yeah. So many shots. But I think he just really tried to like stretch this idea of like, yeah. what's it like yeah. to be a teen and teen reality 
is so much more heightened than you think it is. Well, and that's what I think why everybody in this film is such a caricature, right? Is because that's his perspective. That's his, um, you know, rose colored glass, uh, memory of, of, um, this incident in his life. Right. So that's why everybody is that persona to the nth degree. Right. Right. Anyway. So yeah, we got music playing. Um, he is in bed. There's a, a million pictures of Beth. Yeah. We find out later. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> All over the microphone. Oh my God. Uh, we find out later that they've only been dating for six months. Yeah. It's a lot of pictures for six months. Like six first months. off, you never actually see Lane with a camera. No, no, like, that's right. Where, Like even creepier then, yeah. where has he been like, stalking her like was he in the bushes all the time when she's at home like where are these pictures coming from they're all coming from charles oh well there you go <laughs> charles is the bush is shaking but he seems to get steady shots i know somehow not bad he's not bad talented. so anyway he wakes up yeah. he gives a portrait a kiss yeah. got a ski goggles on he's totally out of shape uh jumps into the shower with his socks on mm-hmm. uh and then you know you definitely get this idea that lane lane's life is not in order and this yeah. kind of reminds me a little bit of Back to the Future too, a like where they wake up and they're kind of yeah. disheveled. And yeah. Marty's a bit of like a, a work in progress. Lane definitely has the same kind of feel. Exactly. Yeah. But then we get to see his parents sleeping oh. peacefully. Oh, that's right. Yes, for sure. And then a sound, a sound that disturbs his father. <laughs> that's right. The sound of playing cards in spokes. Oh, I love this kid. This kid so is fucking good. funny. What a great little character, right? Like, so uh, a fun little cameo gets threaded out through the hi- entire film mm-hmm. and just this paper boy Johnny. And then you do the pan across to the garage doors. Yeah. And uh, there's like all these broken panes of glass that sort of are along the way. But there's one intact piece that's still there. And so you just hear the cards going and Dave yeah. Dog and Steers, he looked like he's like remembering something from Nam. Like it's, it's, it's the most distressful moment in his entire life is happening yeah. right now. Just he senses evil. Because he was in MASH, too, hey? That's true. So yeah. he's remembering, like, all the, all the, the Korean, Korean War. War. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's thinking about Hawkeye and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the episode with... Right. Is it? Oh, it's Honeycutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonel Potter and Radar, sure. Lips? Hot lips? Hot lip. Hot. Yeah, Hulan. Yeah. So he... he So out of his PTSD, he snaps awake. And now we get a better image of the paper boy, who is all in black with a toque. And just this like evil look on his face. So yeah. his name is Damien Slade. Okay. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny. Yep. He's got a last name, you know. Oh, Johnny's got a last name? Yeah. What's Johnny's last name? Johnny, Johnny Gasparini. Gasparini? Yeah. What does Savage Steve have against the Italians? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, 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 well that's probably why he's got such a like a, hey, two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Switchblade comb. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Anyway. Yeah. So he's, he's coming along. Uh, David Ogden Steers wakes up. He's totally freaked out. Yeah. Uh, runs down and basically tries to open the garage door, but just it's not opening correctly oh, right yeah. away. There's a great sequence of like it's tight on his eyes and the panic, and he's trying to get that door open, and uh, he can hear the cards getting closer and closer and closer. And the sound of the <laughs> like who uses a key to open the garage door? Like this must have been a thing. It's an 85, I guess. I guess. But what kind of defeats the purpose if you have to use open it with a key? Like if you're driving up, there must have been like a, a button too. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. There have to be. So <laughs> anyway. he's trying to get that door open. All the, 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 it highlights again, all the glasses shattered from the previous papers. 
that have been like sniper accuracy launched through them. Yep. And Johnny's getting closer and Johnny reaches in and grabs a paper, you know, a, a simple, harmless looking paper, but then throws it with deadly accuracy, bullseye like accuracy. I suppose. And it hurtles through the air as finally the garage door engages and it just starts to lift and it misses that <laughs> window by a fraction. Well, and then Dave Stockton steers is like, ha you miss you menace. <laughs> like, you know, he's going to swear at this kid, but just, you know, thinks better of it. But of course, it, suddenly the garage door loses its like, uh, traction and it mm-hmm. slams down in the last glass panes mm-hmm. still shatters. So mm-hmm. anyway, all, all for naught. Uh, cut, cut to the kitchen. Yeah. Mom is making some breakfast. Yeah. Uh, she's got uh, delicious bacon uh, made for them. So, so what do you think this represents? Like, do you think yeah. Savage Steve's mom was just like kind of a weirdo? Yeah, I think so. Cause she is so odd. Like she's, she's an alien. Yeah. She's always got an apron on. Yep. Um, and, um, she's got this weird way of talking just like, oh, hi, huh. um, I boiled it, huh? Like it's really weird it is. cadence and the whole, I don't know. Have you, have you noticed two things in this movie or yeah. not two things? I guess one thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to endorse your alien theory. Yeah. Because oh, you're right. Oh. She's always in the same sort of outfit. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, I am a human. <laughs> like, it's like, she's trying very hard not to be yeah. discovered, but she has, uh, otherworldly technology. Yeah. Because in two different instances, she is able to reanimate the dead. <laughs> She takes that bowl of snot yeah. that they serve at supper the na- that night. It's got uh, raisins. Yeah. You like raisins. But by tapping on it, it scoots off the plate. <laughs> so there's that. The second one is when yeah. she's making that lobster or that like sort of uh, oh, octopus yeah. thing, they've got inanimate limbs that she's putting in the water. And the minute it touches, they come to life. They come to life. So she cannot be from this world. Yeah, well, and, and the youngest sibling there who yep. does not say a word. No is a, like a hyper genius. So this is, so David Ogden Steers and the mom are, yeah. have created a alien hybrid. Yeah. That was probably part badger. Ooh. Like possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if badgers are shrewd. <laughs> They're like a clever <laughs> animal, yeah. but apparently, but yes, I, I'm going to totally go with your theory that she is an alien in this. Yeah. Cause she, far out, man. Or does he feel the, so alienated from his family? Like, is this, yeah. like it just, he's such, yeah, not like them. Like he's the one mostly normal person. Yeah. Well, I mean, his dad tries, but he's, he's just awkward. Yeah. In every single way. Yeah. He's very much yeah. gives sermons constantly. Like yeah. he doesn't speak yeah. to him like, and had to actually get a book <laughs> to be able to speak to him like a normal person. <laughs> anyway, we're going way off tangent on this, okay. but, uh, definitely. So you get the sense that she's very strange. Yeah. Um, there's a great thread that happens throughout the film with the boxes and the coupons. Oh God, it's so funny. Yeah, they, they must have spent a lot of time planting these boxes because every time like the dad is trying to get something to eat because his boiled bacon is fucking disgusting, <laughs> he, he, to, he tells his wife, "Hey, I don't like you know the grease from it," so she decides to boil the bacon. It's like yeah. green. Everything's you're right. Why is it green and blue? You, you made a point of this. It's yeah. everything's got kind of green blue colors. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know, but um, I love it. Yeah, every time someone grabs a box of anything, yep, it is pouring out everything is coming out of it like <laughs> they did such a good job of keeping that joke running and so yeah and it's because um the younger brother the other alien the yeah. hybrid alien uh badger is always sending away for things with the coupons yeah. on the back of the boxes 
And that's a running theme with him as well. Totally. So um, while this breakfast is happening, Lane is in the bathroom and he's having a shower. He's getting himself all washed up. And there's, it felt very Ferris Bueller-esque. I don't know why, but he goes into the shower with socks and then comes out. And when he's blow drying his hair, he blow dries his socks. Like yep. he never removes them or something like that. Yeah. I mean, again, he's just like, maybe this is his idea of what like a teenager is. Like mm. they're just like, mm-hmm. in truth, I could definitely see Julian doing this. Like where he would just go into like a shower and be like, what? Oh, uh, oh, I'll just blow dry. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's fixed now. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Lane, Lane's a bit of a, of a mess. He actually, yeah. when he, when he comes out of the shower and gets himself all ready to go skiing and you can see him like grabbing his clothes off of his hangers and. Again, it's Beth's hand on everything because, I mean, yeah. you know he's, like, fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, he comes up with his skis, and his dad's like, hey, memorandum, we've got to fix some stuff. Whoop! And so Glane's like, hits him with his skis, kind of gooses him a little bit with the with the pointy tip. So, I mean. Uh, memorandum. Yeah, but he's, like, so he's a total good. goof. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, who speaks to the kids like this? I mean, even, sometimes I, I get a little bit sermony with them, too. But, sure. I mean, like, I wouldn't be like, yeah. Julian, yeah. memorandum. Like, he'd take, be like, what? Please like, take a memo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no it just doesn't work that way but yeah anyway there you go um but, so, so go with the running theme that yep. the dad has a problem with uh related uh, yeah or broken, with the car with the car okay. a broken down car uh that lane purchased for 200 dollars. right now we'll, we'll get more details later. Yeah, yeah exactly anyway so lane's off to go skiing like this is the big thing in this town yep. is the skiing so they're in uh, California, Northern California. Yeah. So we've kind of determined this. We weren't hundred percent sure first. Yeah. It was filmed in Utah, but, uh, right. they, they use like the mountain and they use like the Utah town to basically sort of, uh, be the base for Southern or Northern California. Northern sorry. California. Yeah. Cut to Ricky and Monique. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> there's neighbors across the road the Smiths. and the Smiths. Yeah. And it's mother and Ricky. And, um, they have, uh, obviously, uh, gone through the process to get a foreign exchange student. Right. And it's this, um, lovely young girl named Monique. Right. And the whole intention of Mrs. Smith is that she is basically mail order briding something for her son. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty problematic. Yeah. He's got, he, he comes in in two different patterns, like a pattern pants versus a really different pattern shirt. Yeah. And he looks you know, about as nerdy and geeky as it could in 85. Like, yeah, they, he's, they dialed it up. And, and he's uh, snorting nasal spray. Oh <laughs> like my just, God. Just going for it. Like, And the Foley on that first nasal <laughs> spray shot was like, he was like like pulling a sausage through a straw. Oh, like, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, go see a pulmonologist guy. <laughs> like if that's how much booger is running out of your like nasal cavities, you've got some serious thoracic problems. Like <laughs> get that managed. Get that managed. Uh, you work in the medical field because there are some like you know, high level 50 cent words you're <laughs> oh, dropping here i throw this shit around all the time this is <laughs> this is how i build credibility with people I'll just be like hey. uh what you're talking about is like a uh, yeah, thoracic uh, epidemiologic uh, <laughs> problem really it's the numbers man it's 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 just the numbers no no for so, sure yeah we find out monique is from france yeah. uh she uh for all intents and purposes doesn't speak english and so um <laughs> mrs smith is trying to teach her english by like grabbing her chin and and like forcing words out of her mouth yeah. friend yes. yeah Red Red yes. oh, so she, she's a great character there's a yeah yeah the part where she blows up is probably one of my favorite parts of the <laughs> anyway cut back to lane lane's driving okay. off to the mountain and then yes. another set of my 
two long running characters in this pull yeah. up in their car. Oh my god! Uh, and these are awesome, awesome. Oh my god! So a little funny. bit, a little bit on like the yeah, kind of racist, but not, not too bad. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Lane is sitting at the <laughs> at a stop, yeah. a traffic stop. Yeah. And um, two <laughs> these two guys pull up in a car. Yeah. And over the top of the car is a loudspeaker. Yeah. And over the loudspeaker, you hear this guy <laughs> speaking like Howard Cosell. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Like you know, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, just it's an awesome spectacle. Okay. Like Lane Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they go into like this whole thing yeah. and what they want to do is they want to race. Like they're yeah. just looking for things to be able to do their sports shtick yeah. with Lane. Like the, yeah. I don't know how they latched onto him. I don't know why they was picked. But, but they've kind of figured him out. And every time Lane is in the car, they show up. Yeah. Like every single time. So they're stalking him yeah. while he's stalking Beth. Yeah. Maybe they're taking the pictures. <laughs> Like, this is the arrangement they thought. Yes, we can race, but I need a fuck ton of pictures of Beth. Mm -hmm. Make that happen. So, um, he tries to race them, yep. but, um, he, a, he, uh, when the red light happened, he overextended and so he backed up. Right. But he kept himself in reverse. So when they race, he mashes into this truck behind him, which yep. is another ongoing joke. Yep. And it's this guy that's like, he's got greasy hair and he's like in his white kind of like one piece jumper. Seriously. It's really weird. It's uh, so but, but he's like, yeah, one of my favorite lines actually, because uh, we used to use this back when we, in Fort McMurray, when we were yeah. watching this film, but uh, I'm going to activate your dental plan. Like, <laughs> pretty fun like activated I mean, it doesn't sound that bad you're like oh okay oh, well like oh. whoop, initialized like yeah. <laughs> oh my fucking molars are all like down my larynx yeah i know for sure it's yeah anyway i thought it was pretty funny it's pretty good but uh anyway so um also now you cut to beth so finally we get to actually meet the girl of yeah. all these obsessions and yeah. she's having a phone conversation yeah and she's talking to uh talking to her friend who's saying, well, you know, if, if he asks me out, of course I'm going to say yes because yeah. he skis the K-12. So, you know, Lane is very much into Beth. Beth is maybe ee, shifting alliances and uh, she's changing out this picture for this guy named Roy. Yeah. yeah. Roy Stalin. Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good guy. I mean, Seriously. we know the history of the Stalins. I mean, they, yeah. they do good things for good people, right? They do good things. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit of a social. Okay. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And so... You see Roy coming down the hill, actually. So they do That's the cut. Right. You see him doing his thing. He's going down this monster like slope down, mm -hmm. uh, and then he's going really fast, going through all the flags. Like this guy is a great skier. He's a, yeah. he's very good. And the K twelve apparently is like the widowmaker of all runs. Yeah. Right. Like only one percent of the world's population can handle it, or something. Oh yeah. Like even the even the ski in like one of the guy runs a ski store. Yeah. Later on, you see him like with. Two broken arms and a broken leg <laughs> from trying to do the K-12. Like, yeah. uh, it's got some challenge. Yeah. So, Roy comes down, and he's talking about the um, the ski team. Yep. This is what this town is obsessed with, is the ski team. And to qualify for the ski team, you need to um, be able to to go down, not the K-12, but a run in, in less than a minute. Yeah, it's like 58 seconds or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, also though before you go too far yeah. he's like uh you know he's talking about like the ski team and stuff and he's like so i need a little helper uh who wants to hold my clipboard oh yeah you'll make a fun little helper what's your name he's like charles, charles. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to roy's trying to hit on beth but of course charles who oh. is like um he's basically lane's best friend is played by the guy yeah. who did booger in revenge yeah. of the nerds he's fucking hilarious in this he's really i mean it's it's basically the same role but with like a little bit more of a of a 
I don't know. He's a bit more savvy, I guess. Maybe. But remember, I think Booger was just more of a loser, whereas I think Charles is a bit more astute. I guess. Charles DeMar. His, so it's Curtis Armstrong. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he, um, yeah, and we get to meet him. He's he's absolutely the black sheep in this town. Like, he, um, he <laughs> his biggest gripe about this town is it's got no real drugs. Like, he wants to be this burnout, but there's, Can't just, do it. there's nothing there. Try to score nasal spray. That's right from Ricky. <laughs> tries to snort the snow in the mountain later. Like, you know, he is. He's kind of at a at a bit of a dead end here. He is. He's, we'll get to it, but he's snorting jello. Like, it's madness. Yeah. Anyway, so he's he's Lane's best friend. Yeah. And so Lane, Lane has to go and ski uh, the run now. So he's, yeah. he's got to go do this, like, thing within the right amount of time. Yeah. And, and Charles is totally pumping him up. Like, he's yeah. in his corner for sure. He's like... Don't listen to him rock. You know, you yeah. can do it. That Stalin's a bum. Like, <laughs> you know, it's pretty funny. He's a, he's a nice guy. I actually think Charles is a good human. In this. Oh yeah. So, uh, but, but Roy already doesn't like Lane because he sees that Lane is kind of. He's trying uh, to get bath. Yeah. And so, um, Roy wants bath. And so he already has it in for Lane. So Lane goes down the hill. Go ahead. I have a question for you. So yeah. if, he, so Roy, it yeah. doesn't seem like he knows Beth when they first meet. He's kind of like, what's yeah. your name? Like he's asking questions yeah, and stuff. That's right. That's so right. how did Beth get his picture? Is she stalking him? Yeah. So it's not just a picture. It's a fucking headshot. Yeah. Like something where you'd have to go right up to him. Yeah. And pose him. That's so, was he drugged? <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on in this fucking town? This town is problematic. There's got a lot. I've got a lot of questions about some behaviors oh, here. Oh God. Yeah. We, we put a lot of things, you know, sort of. <laughs> It's sort of, yeah, into the rearview mirror and don't think about yeah. it too much. Um, Plausible deniability. That's it. That's it. Right. So, um, yeah. So she obviously knows and obsessed with him. Yep. He chooses her to hold the clipboard yep. and um, he recognizes that Lane is uh, a threat of some sort. As Lane comes down the hill, he lets the stopwatch go for a bit and disqualifies Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately after Beth breaks up with him. So, yeah. like, Lane's not having a great day. So he's not going to be on the ski team. Yeah. Uh, Roy like gets the girl and she, yeah, she breaks up with him. She's like, I need to be with someone who's more popular, better looking, drives a nicer car. <laughs> uh, and again, it's only been six months. So, yeah. so Lane is destroyed, but as if things couldn't get any worse, yeah. who should show up? Oh, these two guys <laughs> to race him. And he's just like, I need a win. I need a W. What's because, the and they comment on this. Yeah. A study in moppishness. <laughs> I love this word. I want to bring up moppishness. I'm going to start incorporating that into my lexicon like immediately. But uh, washed up, ex-champion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, tries to race. He's into it. He's like, you're right. He needs a win. He needs a win. What happens? He, instead of reversing, he goes forward. But he doesn't realize that in front of him is another vehicle, which just so happens to be a truck, just so happens to be driven by the guy that he uh, rammed into earlier. Yeah. (laughs) In the, in the one piece onesie, like, oh my God, get out of the car, yeah. like, just threatening him and stuff. So anyway, his, <laughs> he is not having a great day. And no, and this is the first time. So he goes home yeah. and now we see why the movie's called better off dead. Cause he's yeah. going to attempt suicide because yeah. life can't get any worse. So this was back in the eighties when suicide was hilarious. Well, <laughs> isn't it still, uh, but it's no. interesting. Like if, if we think about the films where they were really kind of cavalier with this, like Heather's and, uh. Oh yeah, like, another another bunch of films like like they were it was serious, suicide. But, don't do it. Yeah, now, they weren't really cavalier about it. You're right. You know, and it it's fascinating, and it it's funny. Um, 
I was thinking about this and just like, it's, I don't know. Uh, people talk about like nowadays, maybe it's, it's too sensitive. I don't know about that. I'm not going to comment on that. But it was interesting what they got away with in the 80s, like Romancing the Stone. Um, Kathleen Turner's neighbor, who wouldn't take the elevator because she's, uh, she's, like, she's like this 80-year-old lady. She's like, I'm not taking the elevator. Someone might rape me. Kind of oh. like, and you're just like, ooh. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So the 80s really got away with a lot because the whole crux of this film is Lane making sometimes really genuine attempts to kill himself. Well, in this instance, for example, he's got a noose around his neck. Yeah. Uh, and he's he could, he, uh, well, I mean, by accident, because his yeah. mom is vacuuming, he almost does hang himself. <laughs> so, you know, to your point, I mean, it's not really out of the realm of possibility. But, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's um, and he, he tries to rationalize. He almost, he stops himself. Yeah. He's like, you know, wait a minute here. This is death here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't, he, all the things he hasn't done. Like, I mean, he does he kind of reconcile it a bit, but. You're right. They do sort of take a lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. And I think some of this also too is like the the recognition towards mental health and sort of the understanding of it or differentiation or, you know, we've come such a long way in terms of our understanding of um, LGBTQ and DEI mm-hmm. and the things that, you know, um, we've put a lot more emphasis on in recent years. To yeah. your point, I don't think you'd ever get away with that right now. But right now, uh, or in the 80s, I have to feel like a lot of times seeing vulnerability Mm-hmm. And finding ways to uh, poke fun at that, yeah, was all fair play. It's so funny. It's just interesting. Like, and and I don't want to go too far off a tangent, but I was thinking like, oh, I, it'd be interesting to watch this with someone who did not grow up in the '80s, where that was, you know, that the a lot of movies kind of made light of yeah. that kind of subject matter. Yeah. And so watching it with them and just, and just, I wonder if they would have the same kind of like, aha, oh, he almost hung himself kind of idea. <laughs> yeah. Just mouth agape in horror. Yeah. Like, what? what? Yeah. Ah. Ooh, so, who are these people? Anyway. You know, and to the crux of this podcast, which is looking at films that we watched growing up yep. and how it influenced us, but also how we can share that with our kids and things like that. The things that we loved growing up. Yep be interesting to see the kids watch this and just see like what they get out of it yeah well this would be something like you know in five years yeah you probably would be able to go like okay well let's watch this i like this movie as a kid and then sort of them going yeah oh that's not really good yeah like even we can sort of do it yeah um but it's also we've got a romanticized view of this because when we watched it it was okay so i mean i think contextually you know we're probably doing more balancing we're probably trying to be fairer to it where other people would be probably starkly more critical. Would you show this to Scarlett? Because there's uh, no, like, there's not really nudity. There's <laughs> so no I just horror. took her to Night Swim. Well, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think I would yeah. when she's older. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it with her now. She wouldn't catch any of it. Yeah. But she's got a pretty, pretty refined sense of humor. Yeah. I think she'd, like, we watch a lot of Simpsons yeah. together. Yeah. And there's some stuff that's pretty edgy where she's just like, she's, she's, getting some of it i'm like yeah again it's it's horrifying to watch the whole thing unfold <laughs> but uh i think that in, in 10 years i would watch it with her and i'd be like i thought that this part would would be funny yeah. and i would be interested in her feedback yeah yeah i'd be yeah. really curious anyway yeah it's just interesting so uh lane like you said he tries to hang himself with an extension cord yep um he <laughs> realizes at the last minute that it's a bad idea but then like you said his mom 
like knocks him off the landing and it's totally while she's vacuuming kind of thing. Yep. Um, cut to the grocery store. So, uh, now they're with Charles, they're going around trying to get some groceries. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this is where they come up with the idea of maybe he should try to ski the K-12. Yeah. Like, so now the seed has kind of been planted a little bit. Lane's not really sure, but uh, I think that, you know, he's trying to look for ways to reestablish himself. And this, like you said, he needs a win. The K-12 would give him a win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's trying to reconcile that if I conquer the K-12, I can get Beth back because that's the only thing that Roy has on me is the fact that he skis the K-12. <laughs> well, they point to other stuff too. Like he I plays guitar later. and yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. But, but that's the rationale in the grocery store. And, yep. and everything that <laughs> everything that Charles is buying is so that he can simulate drugs. Because, basically, yeah. yeah, basically, because he's just like, <laughs> he's so bored of this like, you know, podunk town. Yeah, that he's just trying to even make his. Own Sorry, drugs. it's a bodaciously small town. Those are his <laughs> yeah, words. Like, yeah, yeah, he's so funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, see, back to, back to the house. Like, they leave yeah. the grocery store. Link gets back to his place. Uh, yeah. Mom makes that crazy raisin dish, uh, and then Dad <laughs> sermonizes again. He's like, yeah. uh, gives Lane a lecture, and finally we learn a little bit more about the car. So yeah. you're right. He borrowed two hundred dollars to get it uh, to purchase it. Yeah, uh, it's tasty. Yeah, uh, and then uh, <laughs> basically, um, yeah. But we he, don't know what kind of car yet. We don't know exactly the car. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, so you know that there's like a lot of momentum now to get this car going and get it out of here. And Lane's put some money towards it. Yeah. Uh, you know, after this, you know, he goes back to a little memory. There's mm-hmm. a little. Uh, this is moment where he's like thinking back to the first time he met uh, Beth. That's right. Yeah. Oh and then, <laughs> they're off playing football with Charles, and you're at the picnic, and yeah, basically like yeah, like they're just sort of get to know each other. But um, when he first meets Beth. She kind of like does a, a nonchalant kind of rub of her nose. Yeah. And then he kind of does this thing where they go back and forth. And I think it's interesting because like they, there is a little bit of introspection in this. Like even yeah. though there's so many unworldly things that are happening and of course no one would ever be as elaborate about rubbing their faces the way that they kind of did. Yeah. I think it kind of speaks like Beth is still human too. Like yeah. she's, she's awkward. She's not perfect. Um, and, and she's it's a bit more humanizing, right? Like she's not completely cold and, and, um, metallic like she she does yeah. have some her, her own sense of sensitivities so yeah anyway uh i, I do love when they're because him and charles are playing football in this flashback right. in the uh in the park and um he lane's running with the football and then he notices beth and her friend kind of thing and he kind of smiles and waves and then realizes he's just like tromped all over <laughs> someone's picnic totally <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good so yeah so they had like a, a beautiful beginning and so he's he's kind of resolved to win her back mm-hmm. i think and so uh we get to school uh not just yet yeah <laughs> he, oh, he wakes yeah. up he's got a note on his forehead oh yeah from his mom about feeding the cat so he goes to feed the cat there's another like thread <laughs> into where he grabs a box of the cat food and all the coupons been cut so yeah. all the food's falling on the floor but then another one of our recurring characters shows up before he goes to school oh yeah and he's looking for two dollars yeah <laughs> so we see johnny the paper boy yep and um we get to hear johnny talk a little bit and he's like a badass <laughs> totally. he's got like a switchblade comb what's because he's italian yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah he threatens lane and uh lane barely gets out of there yeah um it's so fun but I, this is another one of my favorite lines he's like yeah. you know uh sorry johnny you know i don't have any money on me i don't have a dime he's like didn't ask for a dime. <laughs> like, oh, oh shit. Two dollars <laughs> yeah. plus tip. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so funny. Yeah. So Lane gets in his car, and actually, I'm, I'm just now realizing this is the only time Lane is in his car where the uh, oh, the racers to, don't get they don't come because together. there's a different gag. Right. And that is he's listening to the radio, yeah. and every song he touches is about breakups. Yep. And so he ends up ripping his his like radio out of the car and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Well, the weird part about that gag is yeah. the radio slides on the ground. Yeah. It's still playing music and then it stops. Yeah. But you need to have speakers connected to it to make any sound, period. So power. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not like the radio generates the audio. It's like, yeah. ah, anyway, I know what they're That's trying it. to do, but I'm like, oh, yeah. excuse me, excuse me. Uh, so Lane uh, parks at school yep. and goes into class. Yep. And I love this class. This is another caricature. So, oh yeah so his, he's uh, in, his like, math teacher yeah he's in like trigonometry or something yeah uh and um everybody's in there and the teacher's giving a lecture like a really complex lecture about um you know algorithms and things like that and the entire class is like wrapped like they just cannot get enough they're laughing and shocked like they're just hanging on his every word it's beautiful totally yeah uh, and, um, so then he asks for volunteers to come up and, um, work out the homework problem. Oh, and it's this incredibly, like you say, complex, uh, algorithm that he's developed mm -hmm. and people have got like suitcases and there's like printers going <laughs> off and, you know, people have got file folders full of shit. And then Lane opens up his homework to see what he's got. It's just like a piece of paper with gum stuck to it saying, do homework. <laughs> Honestly, this is Julian. This is hundred percent my son. He was uh, just like, what? Like, yeah. Like, what? Uh, and then, and then I the worst. Note. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> I got most of the way through it. Yeah. Uh, but the worst part, of course, is then getting called out to actually do the work, and you have no idea oh, what yeah. the hell you're going to do up yeah. there. Like, and I love they've got one shot from the top of the chalkboard where it looks yeah. like it's ten miles up, <laughs> just kind of looking down. You're like, oh god. Seriously. Like a, yeah, it's super foreboding. But I, I love it too. The teacher, um, he's well known. I I can't remember his name. He's been in like a hundred million different. Films. Oh my god! Really absolutely. Funny. Um. I won't be able to find him now. I'm sure there it is. Vincent, uh, uh, Chevelle, Chevelli. Mm, I'm not sure something what his like last that. name. Yeah, is, Chevelli, but... something like that. I can't pronounce it. But yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Chevelli. Chevelli. Yeah, but, Italian. But same thing. Tons of stuff. He's got kind of sunken eyes and he looks a bit goony. But he plays like kind of um, like weird, yeah, ghostly characters. He's very yeah. articulate. He's really funny in this. But Any, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lane has another flashback about the first time that he and Beth have sex. <laughs> And then by the time he comes out of his like flashback, he's yeah. drawn this picture of a pregnant circle uh, with a point to a baby and stuff while everyone else is working on things. And basically the end of class, everyone has to leave. Yeah. And then the teacher asks Lane to stay behind <laughs> so that he can talk to him about a really awkward question. Yeah. Yeah. So but, he asks Lane, basically he's like, Lane, this, this is kind of awkward, but um, I heard that you and Beth broke up. So would you mind if I take her out <laughs> And it's this ongoing theme where everybody in Lane's world uh, wants to take Beth out. Right. <laughs> so I think this is, a, like, you know, we've talked about this being kind of hyper real, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you probably always feel that way. Like the yeah. minute, I, I don't remember a lot of my bigger breakups, but I, I mean, I think you do. You're like, yeah. oh, great. Now every, she's going to date everyone yeah. and she's going to be like, everyone's going to want her. I can't even get near her. Like yeah. my life is over. This sucks. Like you're going to have like, the best relationship. Oh my God. It's going to be yeah. like, great. Yeah. It's going to be crazy sex and I'm going to look like a total Philistine. I know. Yeah. No. There's a funny bit uh, just before we move on uh, yeah. about the flashback yeah. and it's the weirdest thing. Like they're, t it's, they're talking uh, like um, they're in Lane's car and they're, they're, you know, going to have sex for the first time and stuff like that. And, 
there's like this big thing with a condom. But at the same time, for some reason, and it's never again addressed, while um, you hear Beth and Lane in the car, you can see people outside of it. And what they've done is they put Lane's car on cinder blocks and stolen his tires for some reason. You think you'd notice. I know. But what is that? Well, like, I mean, I guess like they're just in a tough neighborhood I or, guess. but yeah, how would, well, I mean, bodaciously small town. I, I guess so. <laughs> like where tire stealing is like a fun thing to do on some old like station yeah, wagon. Yeah. Like how good are these tires? Seriously. But it's just, again, I guess it's from Lane's perspective, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you know, every precious moment we had, every time I tried to have game or be like, um, you know, show, show some kind of confidence, something was knocking me down. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like maybe he's thinking about like, oh, and I, the condom got ripped and then, um, you know, my tires got stolen. <laughs> and, and so he just, maybe that's his spiral into depression yep. kind of thing. So he's, he's dwelling on the, um, uh, maybe just on all the, the minutia that is the, the awful things that had happened. Yeah. I don't know. I think just his life in general, yeah, to your point, is like, yeah, he's not, he's not a very lucky guy. Nah. Like, not up to this point anyway. Nah. Like, like nah. the world has kind of been up against him. Yeah. You know, not only did this not go well, but on top of that, we had to walk home because my tires got stolen off the car. <laughs> like, just fuck on top of fuck. Um, we should also mention, just yeah. quickly, yeah, for, for whatever reason, Charles has a pig in a jar. Charles has a pig in a jar. Like, he's yeah. just... Weird for the sake of weird, weird sometimes. Of weird. I don't know what that is. Like, maybe this is like an 80s impression of what stoners were, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, are they just these, like, guys who are just, like, make no sense? Who knows? Like, and, but, but again, I don't think Charles is like that at all. No. Anyway, anyway, so uh, we cut to the cafeteria. Yeah. Lane's drawing a picture. The picture comes to life, starts talking to him a little bit, and it's yeah. Beth. Yeah. He's having a bit of an argument and decides he's going to try to, like, pick up, like, the school athlete girl <laughs> who's dating the entire basketball team. The entire basketball team. Grabs a set of roller skates because she's on roller skates. Buys yeah. them off the one sort of um, you know person who's got roller skates in yeah. the cafeteria. <laughs> the one gay Ro- student roller skate. Yeah. Obviously, gay men have roller skates. Yeah, so that it's something that happens. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's the '80s, man. Who knows? Oh yeah. Anyway, he gets the shit beaten out of him by trying to pick up this girl, and then oh, yeah. you know you sort of see Beth leave in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, in the co- in the like. Uh, teacher's convertible. Teacher's car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, <laughs> life has turned to shit. He's yeah. gonna go kill himself. Yeah. So he's on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, finds a bridge. Yeah. He's about to jump off the side and just end it all. Yeah. And who rolls up? Charles. Yeah. Yep. Charles shows up when he needs to be there, uh, and um, kind of convinces Lane that um, you know he needs to stay alive uh, because um, they need to do the K twelve. Uh, you do the K twelve. Yeah. Ooh. In the cafeteria, is that where? No, it isn't. No, where where him and Roy have that? No, that's later. That's yeah, later. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Charles convinces um, Lane to stay alive because if he skis the K twelve, he might get Beth back. Yeah. So um, cut, cut to the K twelve. Well, well, first Lane, Lane actually falls off, off the bridge, right. lands into a garbage truck, and then we get oh boy. A, a, yeah, a couple of workers, a couple of um, uh, you know, laborers, uh, a couple of black men, and they look down and they see Lane in the garbage truck, and they're like, "Oh, it's always sad when you see people throw away a perfectly good white boy like that." Like, yeah, that one doesn't really hold up that well. Nah, 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 nah. It's but it's interesting though. Like, there must have been some sort of rationale for part of that. 
Yeah. Fun fun thing is, those are probably no, that's not true. I was yeah. gonna say those are probably two of the only black people that I've seen the film, except for the basketball team. There's that's a few it. guys there. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's a it's a pretty white town. It's as bad as the John Hughes film. It's bad. It's bad as St. Albert. St. <laughs> Albert is not an, an ethnically diverse really, neck of the woods. We live right. in a very like yeah bleached section of Canada. <laughs> So, it's, yeah, anyway, um, um, Lane is on the top of the hill with Charles yeah. uh, on the K twelve, yeah. and and Charles is trying to snort snort snow, yeah. and he talks about the street value of the whole mountain. Yeah, <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> he freezes half of his brain on this, uh, but also he's like he's also getting impatient with. Yeah, I think some of this is a bit you know like he's trying to goad. Yeah. Lane into doing his thing because he's he wants to go. It's Christmas. Yeah, uh, he wants to go and drink some of this monster eggnog made out of lighter fluid that his brother makes. <laughs> so finally, he gives him a piece of advice. He's like, "Hey, look, here's what you do: go that way really fast, yeah. and if something gets in your way, turn." Uh, <laughs> pretty reasonable advice when it comes to skiing, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Lane finally bucks up and does it. Yeah. So gets going. It's about two seconds down. <laughs> 10 feet does a ass over tea kettle and then just starts rolling down the hill and he's like yeah. and then you hear charles at the top of the hill like now, now turn, turn. <laughs> yeah. anyway cut to christmas uh yeah. we're at lane's parents house yeah oh oh first we're at um ricky's house oh no that comes later oh, okay okay yeah. no it starts because then you see the dad he's got his brand new oh, like garage windows right. and everything's got like the bow on it yeah it's, yeah everything's looking really good and then lane calls Beth. that's right uh, and, um, he's got a present for her, a little bear and, um, oh, the phone you find out is just his side of the conversation. Yep. You find out that, uh, Roy has actually bought her something, a bear, and it's the size of her apparently. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. So, um, he's pretty disillusioned. So he goes and, um, he, he spirals and he's going to go try to kill himself again. Pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. But they're opening presents first. And then yeah. I think this is probably... In that household would have been the best gifts of all oh, to the yeah. kids was all the TV dinners. Yeah. There's like pile after pile. I'm like, oh, thank God. Regular <laughs> food. Uh, but then, but then you're right. You cut, we cut to the Smiths. Yeah. And then Monique gets her present from Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ricky's, Ricky's got his present. He's playing with it. It's this little like monkey class. Harlequin. Yeah. <laughs> Super cute. So funny. And so she opens up the present uh, from Ricky and it is a picture of Ricky. But in like <laughs> super <laughs> suspicious, and yeah. they've got so many headshots in this town. I know. Like they're, who is taking these shots? Seriously, I want to know. We're gonna have to come up with a theory by the end of this podcast. Like I who is so. who's taking the I pictures so. in town? Yeah. Um. So um, she gets this photo of Ricky, and it's just awful. And so she needs to get out of the house and have a laugh about it. Yeah. At the same time, um, Lane's parents are uh, dressed up in their uh, <laughs> aardvark. aardvark Christmas animal aardvark costumes. Yeah. And he is showing her uh, the present that he got her. And that is all the windows have been restored in the garage door. Yeah. Right. And, Christmas uh, miracle. Christmas miracle. She's an alien. <laughs> she is an alien. Like, in what world would this be a present for her? It is not. Yeah. At all. It's but so weird. <clears throat> in yeah. order to maintain the appearance of a normal human, uh, then it is quite good to have like functional windows, but you're right. Lane's totally despondent. Yeah. Decides he's going to try to kill himself again. And so he's in the garage. Yeah. Uh, running the car. He's going to uh, die from uh, carbon monoxide. Okay. He's yeah. also smoking when he's got the bear on the cigarette. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Why so, are you so small? <laughs> so he's full on doing it. Yep. Yeah. 
And it just so happens that he passes out and hits the shifter and knocks the car into reverse, which just demolishes the garage door and all the, all the, the restored windows. Right. Totally. Um, and same time Monique witnesses this. Yeah. Kind of thing. This is the first time she actually sees, sees him try to commit suicide because she makes references later, but yeah. Um, but this is like, I think the, the big one. Yeah. Like the one that kind of tips her, tips his, um, behaviors to her a bit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, (laughs) suddenly you see that cut to another scene. Mailman's coming to town, dropping mail everywhere. Oh my God. And he, he leaves a magazine for Badger. So it rings a doorbell (laughs) and so gives him a copy of how to pick up trashy women. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> like, I don't know what, because Badger's always in like a uh, leopard skin pajamas. Seriously. So I think he's like, like, uh, like a pimp genius. He is. He's is a he gator. He's, he, like he, he, the other guys. Some, seriously. He, he is a pimp. Like something is going on there. Yeah. Um, and, um, so, uh, Badger gets his magazine and then yep. the mailman rings the doorbell again and gets Lane. And he's like, hey, Lane, I know you don't know me at all, uh, but I heard that you and Beth broke up. <laughs> so, so do you think we could, uh, do you mind if I ask her out? And uh, so Lane slams the door and you could still hear the mailman go. Yeah, so you like hang out and like do stuff. And, like, and then of course he runs into his dad again. And now again, yeah. his dad is incapable of relating to him. And I think, yeah. again, this is Savage Steve kind of editorializing how his father probably approached him. Yeah. But uh, he's like, he's, he's basically, he sets him up on a blind date uh, and he's talking about uh, like trying to use like cool phrases. Like you're really bringing me off, man. Like, um, and like, anyway, I know you kids are into this disco thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, finally, like Lane agrees to go on this date with Joanne Greenwald, who his dad is a lawyer. This is his partner. Yeah. Uh, his daughter. Yeah. And he's like, all right, right off. Uh, on, 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 on. So yes, he goes to pick up this girl. Yeah. First date. Uh, She's got a bunch of headgear totally. from her braces well, and stuff. I love yeah. how he's like pumping himself up before though. He's like, oh, yeah. all right, Joanne Greenwald, you horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> you will go blind with ecstasy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, gets himself all set up. Yeah. Shows up. She does come out. She's got like headgear and everything. Yeah. She's just like, and wants nothing to do with this guy. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, they, she basically just figures out what the dinner would cost and asks him to give her half of it. So yeah. they can say that that's what he would have spent. Uh, and that that's that. That's that. He ends up writing her a check. But he was going to take her to the prom. Yes. So this is, or like whatever, the sort of social dance that they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, Lane decides to still continue to go. And this is fortuitous because this is the where he'll finally get a chance to meet Monique. Oh my God. And the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, there's um, people dancing. It's a New Year's Eve dance at school. Lane's right. there with Charles and they're kind of like... Uh, despondent and stuff like that well they're sitting together right they're sitting together and then <laughs> roy wanders by and makes a comment about charles yeah he's, he's like, like i love your date or something yeah he's like, like shave her a little closer before you kiss her good night yeah <laughs> and charles just sort of starts off with a slow build <laughs> chuckle and just starts killing himself over yeah. it and he just loves it like he's just dying from it and you made a comment like you know uh i had a fair few bullies in, in in high school, you know, going through, and, and nothing could take the wind out of a bully's power by like, you know, commenting on on some insult they thought was just going to be a big zinger, and 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 you just like 
taking that power away by by laughing at it or yeah like, or running yeah, with it like running yeah totally it. like that's exactly like, this is it like charles is like howling so much so that he comes up to him later yeah and is still laughing about it like it's so and i don't think that's what he's intending to do yeah but honestly if you ever want to defuse a bully like take all their steam away yeah by like eating what they give you and running with it yeah i think that's actually an incredible like way to defuse it's so good anyway you're right though amazing entrance by ricky ricky just just we see the double doors and they just like rocket open and he's not even touching them he's just there silhouetted with like smoke behind him totally and um so he's surveying and he goes and he grabs monique and kind of runs over to the dance floor yep uh and there's a band playing and we're trying to figure out what's going on here with you know, this band yeah you know there must have yeah. been something that was being promoted by like people who are doing the soundtrack yeah or they're trying to elevate like the band because this becomes a central song on the soundtrack because it's yeah. the song is called better off dead yeah that they're singing uh but yeah like they they do a whole thing and then ricky like kind of gets a little taste of popularity oh yeah like, he starts cutting the rug and and he's like shoves money out the picture away <laughs> uh and uh he just starts busting a move yep. which eventually he just like launches himself on the ground and that's it it passes out <laughs> and passes out. <laughs> too much overexerted himself yeah uh um, well lane yeah. lane's had enough yep. he needs to leave so he leaves the auditorium uh but monique sees him leave and so she follows him yeah and um she goes over and she uh accidentally maybe on purpose trips him yep and um they kind of have this really lovely exchange yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. It's really, it's really kind of cute. Like he's, he's asking her questions and she can't really speak English Yeah, or she's, you know, she can, but she's not really alluding to the fact, but uh, of course, eventually Ricky realizes that she's left. Yeah. And so he comes running out and he's carrying a yellow, yellow balloon, balloon with him, <laughs> <laughs> trailing him as he goes, uh, but accidentally lets it go and yeah. go ahead take this part. Oh, of I it, love but... this so much. This is my favorite part is, uh, yeah, he, uh. He he loses the string and the balloon starts to float away, but and he turns to try to grab it and he makes this kind of a half-assed jump yeah. toward it, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Like he's just like, oh, oh, I really wanted that. Yeah, <laughs> he's committed to it, but not entirely. Not like, entirely. Just like, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. So he comes back and um, uh, starts talking to Monique, saying, um, you know, uh, mother's gonna meet us out front. And Lane's like, well, we're kind of talking, so why not um, we continue our conversation? And uh, when mom comes here, you just uh, get her to honk the old horn, and Monique will come up. Yeah. And Ricky stares at him and goes, you shouldn't anger mother. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, because you're not upset, mother. Sorry. Generally speaking, like Mrs. Smith is annoying, but I don't yeah. think she like doesn't really have like necessarily a real sinister side to her. Yeah. But after that, you start to think like. Maybe there is something like yeah, maybe yeah. she's like a crazy woman. <laughs> anyway, eventually, she, like you know, they continue to shake hands, and yeah. you know, uh, yeah, basically, they, mother does show up like moments later. Oh yeah, and starts honking the horn, and um, and then there's one more exchange with Roy, and he kind of pulls up, and he's like, "Hey, Myers, uh, just to let you know, there's an opening on the water ballet team, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like just <laughs> whatever that's supposed to be." But then, yeah, Mrs. Smith picks him up, and they kind of take off and stuff, and yeah. Uh, you know, Lane's like, okay, well, you know, but, but he seems kind of uplifted. He seems yeah. in better spirits than for the first time in a while. Oh yeah. So he thinks he's going to like walk home. I guess. Yeah. It's a nice night. It's Why not? misty, <laughs> it's, but it's a nice night. No, it's death foggy <laughs> <laughs> because out of the book, yeah. like literally four steps away from the parking lot playground, who shows yeah. up is Johnny. Yep. Yeah. 
two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and Lane's like a little panicky, so he starts to pick try up to his go back. Pace. Yeah. yeah. But all of a sudden, in front of him is another paper boy. Yeah. Two dollars. <laughs> and then he looks, and over the ridge is like four more paper boys. Two dollars. And he just starts to run. And all of a sudden, he's got like an army of like paper boys chasing yeah. him. <laughs> he's sort of see him as he's trying to fumble in his pockets like keys <laughs> that push that like uh, uh you know uh dawn of the dead kind yeah. of like push into that it was so good totally uh so he gets home and he um slams the door and his parents are kind of worried about him uh his dad's reading a book about- yeah kids in the drug explosion <laughs> and the thing he started to highlight like is like symptoms is paranoia, paranoia. Yeah. yeah so lane goes upstairs but he hears some music coming from her room and he's like what the hell so he goes over to badger's room and he opens it up and there's badger in his leopard print uh pajamas and who else is in all these trashy women <laughs> so that book on how to pick tr- pick up trashy women is actually very yeah. effective oh yeah uh, when you're an alien human hybrid seriously because the uh and and lane is is framed in the doorway like between some girl's legs yeah some fishnets <laughs> A fishnet Eiffel Tower that's been oh created by this one trashy woman. Oh, it's yeah, so there's like funny. smoke and boot. What are the parents doing right now? Yeah. Like the dad's downstairs reading a book about drug explosion yeah. and his kid is like under teen. Like how old is Badger? Do you think? 12? 12. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there with trashy, trashy women smoking women. and drinking champagne, <laughs> pouring them champagne anyway to help them ease into the yeah, whole thing. Like, trashier. That's it. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, anyway, the next morning is interesting yeah. because Badger's reading a book on how to make a shuttle and it's the first time he's not wearing leopard skin. He's got yeah. a tuxedo shirt on. So is Badger a man now? Yes. Because he graduated <laughs> into like non-leopard oh prints. Oh my God. So um, yeah, and, and what's what's happened is um, Lane's dad has arranged for him to have a part-time job. Yep. Uh, and that is at a burger Pig, place. Pig burger, that's Pig right. Pig burger. Yep. Uh, so Lane needs to go to his job. Yep. And um, when he arrives there, he uh, <laughs> he discovers who his boss is. Yeah, it's the same guy he's run into two Liar. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in walks the owner of Pig Burger. Yeah, same guy he's, he's rammed into. Yep. Uh, and it's this really, really weird exchange <laughs> where the guy puts a cigar out in a burger patty. They never really explain how he knows his dad. Yeah. Because his dad's a lawyer. Yeah. And this guy is a Pig Burger. He's probably got him. He's got him off so many charges. Uh, probably. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to think about what those charges were. So Lane's got to wear this like demeaning pig hat and he's got to press all these, these pig pads. No, no, you don't press. Yeah. Pat. You pat. You Sorry. pat them. You pat them. Because he got, at one point he's like, calls him a fat pig and the guy's like, what do you say? And like pat, pig, pat, pat pig. Pat the pig. Yeah. <laughs> So Lane, um, he gets to work, but then he has a little fever dream. Yeah. There. He goes into this whole Frankenburger thing where he yeah. like, yeah, makes this massive meat patty, runs it up, does a whole Frankenstein thing, comes to life. It's playing the Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually he wakes up out of his like fever dream. It's yeah. kind of an interesting animation sequence. Don't yeah. ask me why this piece is in there. Probably could have been totally been <laughs> cut the whole time. Yeah. One gap tooth burger. Like, yeah, you made a perfect burger, but you couldn't fix his teeth. Like That's weird. Anyway. But of course, when he does wake up, he yeah. freaks out in front of his boss, and his yep. boss chucks him out, fires him, and who's out front? When well, he gets Lane, out? Beth, and their cohort. Yes. And um, uh, Roy starts making fun of Lane, who bucks it out of there. Yeah. 
But it was pig sound doesn't sound like a pig at all. Yeah. Like, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, again, and you made the point, like, well, two points. Yeah. One, it's like Arrested Development where everyone's trying to do a chicken noise and no one knows how to do it. Is <laughs> like somehow Roy is part of the Arrested Development family. Seriously. He's one of the Bluths. Um, <laughs> can't, do, can't do pig sounds. But the second one, and this is, you made a good point here. Beth shows her embarrassment for the first time. And yeah. I think this is, you know, when we get to the end and not spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but she kind of comes on back to Lane after oh, yeah. he finishes the K-12. Yeah. So maybe there was still something there. Like she's not, again, completely robotic. Again, yeah. it's a bit opportunistic to come back to the like the champ at that time. It's true. But I think again, she sort of like sees starts to see Roy for who he is and she's not yeah. really comfortable with him being such a dick. Yeah, exactly. Um is is Ricky and Monique in there as well? I don't think so. I wanna hmm, I thought she was witness to more of his uh hijinks. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um so he gets out of there and um he he's now like spiraled again so he's cut up he's tied a bed sheet around himself and uh a bandana kind of uh you know first blood ask oh wait 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 oh, wait there's oh. one more one more attempt at the k12 happens oh right yeah. he tries to do one more run yeah you know and then you, you're right you hear the sound of like a rock as he's going down. so he goes down the hill <laughs> You basically hear this <laughs> bone crushing sound and he smashes into a rock. You think yeah. he's got to be fucking dead. Anyway, you're right. He does head home. Yeah. But this is where uh, Barney. Oh, uh, on yeah. The he breaks has, his ski. Well, no, I'm oh. uh, like Barney, the, Barney on the Flintstones. Oh, uh, right, tries right, to ask right. out Beth yeah, as well. Yeah, so, I mean, again, oh, they, they keep the theme going. Yeah. For sure, the ski's broken. Yeah. Uh, Lane is back to suicide. You're right. So he yeah. dresses like a, a Rambo, basically. Basically, like out of first blood. Yeah. And um, he's looking for gasoline like he's he's gonna burn himself so he's in the garage and he grabs a gasoline can <laughs> a primer yeah. but instead he grabs this pink paint primer or something yeah. right yeah uh and then and is just wandering down the hall and he grabs the rag out of it and just tosses it into the living room and it lands on his dad's shoulder <laughs> did right. you see the dad like what he notices and he grabs it and he gives it a sniff <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, but uh, apparently the family's having a, a dinner with the Smiths. Right, because they want to celebrate Monique's arrival. That's right. This is New Year's Day? I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. That timeline's really muddled. Yeah, it's a bit bit messy. This actually happens in like a week. Yeah. yeah. This whole thing goes like super, super quick. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yes. Uh, so they're they're having the Monique over. Yeah. And the mom, the alien, of course, yeah. who understands the culture of the world, yeah. decides to make everything themed. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to have it all French stuff. Yeah, not French, French. Right. So, <laughs> so she prepares French fries. Yeah. French dressing. Yeah. And to drink, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that fucking works for translation, but how it's do you super. Do that? Well, but the thing is, Mrs. Smith's over the moon. Like she's yeah, as cultured yeah. as the mom is. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. So, so Lane sits down. And he's got his bottle of primer next to him, and he's just despondent, and everybody's kind of. I like like Monique's paying attention to him and stuff like that. So he he pours himself a little primer into a bowl because he's going to bathe in it, I guess. Yeah. But he leaves it near Mrs. Smith. And she grabs it and fills her glass with the whole thing <laughs> and just starts pounding it. Yep. And uh, she makes a comment like, um, it always reminds me of Ricky's dad. Yeah, this is fabulous liqueur. Liqueur. <laughs> Okay. Also a French word. Uh, and oh then, yeah, God. like your dad, like Ricky's pappy used to pappy. make. Yeah, that's it. For sure. And then uh, she decides like, she's been so good and yeah. so refreshing that she's going to light up. Yeah. So she lights up a smoke. Like, Mrs. Smith, no, wait. Boosh. 
This is the, what awesome explosion oh, scene that comes up. And the, the front, the windows blow out of the front the of the house. The windows blow out. Yeah. The timing of it is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Mrs. Smith gets blown up and then I think we cut to the car. Yeah, that's right. So it, it actually the first line out yeah. of uh, Lane's mouth is like, I'm sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not really sure where they're going at this point. Like it doesn't no. really say, but yeah. our guess was at the time that maybe the hospital yeah, like, to go see exactly, Mrs. Smith. Because exactly. uh, you know, yeah. Like why would you have Monique and Ricky in there? Like they don't hang out otherwise. Yeah. But this probably makes some sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're they're driving along and uh, you know, Lane's giving his condolences and Ricky's in the back and Monique's in the passenger side and they stop at a stoplight and who should pull up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the dr- Chinese drivers pull up again, and then Lane finally gives some backstory. So you run, you finally realize why the one guy does speak like Howard Cosell. So yeah. it's like, um, you know, two brothers, you know, come here. One speaks no English. The other learned to speak from the wild world oh, of sports. sports. Yeah. You know, what's better? Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, <laughs> not knowing English or speaking like Howard Cosell. Yeah. <laughs> but this time they actually race, and Monique yeah. is good for Lane. Like she, like yeah. she hits the gas. They go burning down the street. They're doing quite well. And then even the Chinese drivers are a little bit kind of like, hey, this is going pretty good. Like yeah. Lane might win. Yeah. Um, but of course, things don't necessarily go the right way because there's nuns crossing the road, end up spinning out. A bunch of ducks yeah. are in a pool once they <laughs> land in like this big, you know, kind of shell of an area when they yeah. go backwards and whatever. <laughs> anyway, but Monique's laughing. And, and yeah. I think, you know, even Ricky uh, is like kind of okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think he gets out very much. I think he's pretty sheltered. I think so too, and I, and yeah, I, I think Lane's got a, a a larger appreciation for Monique and her her wild side. And um, why are the nuns wearing sunglasses? Like, I'm not sure. It's really weird. It's a really anyway, weird thing. Um, so yeah, they eventually get to school, right? Uh, with the ducks. Yeah, so maybe he was just driving them to school. I don't I know because so. maybe Mrs. Smith would normally be the person yeah, to get them to yeah. school. That, that must makes be sense. it. Yeah. All right, and they run into uh, and and again, like Lane's really pumped right now. Yeah. He's talking about like fast and his ability to drive, talking about the Camaro when mm-hmm. he gets it running. So now with this, I think this is the first time we hear that it's actually a Camaro. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Roy shows up. Yeah. Takes doing the, out of wee you, wee you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to the cafeteria right. and Lane and Monique are sitting together. Yeah. So, I mean, they're friends now, right? Yeah. Like, they've really kind of bonded over this. And I think yeah. um, he's really starting to kind of get into her a bit. Yeah. So yeah, they're sitting in the cafeteria. He bought her some food. Anything's better than his mom's food. And then Ricky yeah. shows, shows up. up and there's this guy sitting next to uh, Lane and Monique. And he's just, you know, he's reading a book just quietly. And Ricky just wanders up, looks at the guy, grabs his book and throws it across the cafeteria and then just shoves his food aside. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty bold move. It's totally bold. But it's Ricky, really funny. Well, but yeah. Ricky's territorial. I think yeah. He's like expecting this cross, this romance to happen, this language of love, right? Yeah, exactly. So they sit down, but then inevitably Lane comes up. Right. And uh, <laughs> what does he do to Ricky? It's really funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like Ricky turns, turns back at him to look at him. And uh, Roy just kind of like s- slaps his forehead or something. And, he, and so Ricky's just stunned for the rest of the scene. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but um, they get into some confrontation. They get like back and forth. Roy's teasing him. Yeah. He speaks French to Monique and stuff. And he's kind of, he's being a pig. Like, he's he just is like, being oh, a pig. Yeah. Is he telling you what a great lovemaker he is? And yeah, like, you know, he's just yeah. trying to re- really hurt him. Right. Yeah. So uh, Monique shakes up a soda underneath the uh, table and covers Roy in Coke. Yes. And uh, he insults her. Yes. Yeah. 
And then Lane comes to her defense. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I can beat you anytime. Like, let's go skate, uh, ski the uh, K-12. Yeah. Uh, anytime you want, sucker. I'll see you there on Sunday. You know, and then yeah. he basically set this race yeah. that he's never been able to get down. Like, the last two times he's tried to do it. There's yeah. basically a bone crunch. And he goes head <laughs> over heels almost instantly. Like, he's a total dud. He's yeah. screwed. But instantly, the PA system announces <laughs> that this race is happening on Sunday. Like, seconds later. And, it's you know. So um, it's pretty yeah. good. So um, I think this is where he then goes into the ski shop to get his ski replaced. Well, he, he's back at home at first. And then Monique is asking about the Camaro. She has some questions about oh, what's going on with right. the car, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I can't get it to work. Nothing works. It's That's impossible. Right. Right. And then he has to go to the ski shop. So yeah, yeah you're exactly right. The guy who helps him is Smitty. Yeah. Who uh, is a ski professional. He's like, oh, you know, uh, you think the Olympics would prepare you. <laughs> But Smitty can't ski the uh, K-12 either. No. Because uh, he's all busted up. Yep. So he picks up his ski. Yeah. Uh, and he's about to take <laughs> off. And who's on the roof? Is Johnny. Johnny wants us $2. $2 so, so For all the effort of this $2. Like, why doesn't Lane just, like, he's already written, like, a check yeah. to Joanne Greenwald just to get rid <laughs> of her. Like, write this little prick a check and be done with it. Also, it's not his house. He didn't order the paper. He well, doesn't the, read the paper. I was, was, exactly. Like, why is yeah. he not going after the father with this much tenacity? Seriously. Yeah. It's uh, so weird. Anyway, he tries to shake him off. He's going yeah. through traffic. Eventually, the only way to get rid of him is to take him through a hot wax car wash. <laughs> <laughs> and you sort of hear him like, I can't swim. <laughs> like, I don't know how they do car washes in California, but who knew they had that much water? Anyway, um, yeah. So you come back and you see uh, Monique. And she's yeah. out front and she's throwing lemons. Yeah, so she's throwing lemons at his son. She's all pissed off, and um, he tries to talk with her, but she kind of ignores him a bit, so he wanders off, and then all of a sudden, in English, she starts ranting and saying um, that she's just she's sick of Ricky trying to um, rub all his testicles all over her. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, how you say octopus uh, yeah. tentacles? <laughs> Big difference. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what and then they sort of says like you know there's there's other things about coming here right like you know yeah. uh she's like oh you know come to dodger stadium yeah uh well, you know what else is there and he's like well you could make a nice friend you yeah. know friend <laughs> friend and then um yeah I, they have kind of a really nice exchange he sort of says yeah. like you know I, you know i won't tell anyone that you can speak english yeah. cross my heart and hope to die and she's like really do you mean that yeah. he's like not this time um like yeah. that because she's seen all of his antics about death and stuff yeah. And then she kisses him yeah. and then sort of tells him that, you know, you are my friend. Yeah. And then she has to go in because, you know, <laughs> Mrs. Smith is back from the hospital. Oh, yeah. Have her face is missing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think the next scene, uh, Lane wakes up the next morning and he sees that someone is working on the car. Correct. Yeah. So Monique's been working on the car and she actually gets it running. Yeah. And so then there's a nice music montage. Yeah. And uh, they get to work, and they're tightening some stuff up, and yep. you know, basically, uh, the car is good. Yeah, yeah. They, they end up making it, and it turns out to be this insanely awesome Ugh. Camaro that apparently he bought for two hundred bucks. Oh, this thing is worth like probably again these like now, yeah, fifty to eighty thousand. Like it's oh, yeah. a gorgeous car, super yeah. super nice SS black, yeah, so kick ass. Uh, anyway, so they get running, and they said to go for a little little ride. That's little right. Spin. And they uh, roll up to a familiar car. Oh, yes. And that is the uh, the Asian brothers. Yes. Uh, who uh, have their girlfriends in the car as well. That's right. And uh, yeah, 
Lane pulls up and they start to race and Lane just blows them out of the water. In fact, they don't even get off the starting line. No. And the girls instantly abandon the, oh, the yeah. two guys. Like they're <laughs> like just so disgraced yeah. by like that shaming that they can't even be seen with them. So, yeah. you know, again, he's getting some wins. He's got a little taste of success here, right? Yeah. And so, um, he wants to, yeah. Yeah. He wants to thank Monique. Yeah. So goes to the pig burger. Yeah. Which he still has keys for, even though he was fired the same day, day one. Same day. Like, like a half hour. Yeah. He worked there, but he still has keys. This is the keys to this establishment. Like he just, <laughs> I guess right, he gives them out to everyone. So, yeah. but then he like, there's another music. There's actually quite a bit of music in this. Like there's yeah. a lot of montages, a yeah. lot of like music that gets played. Um, so they do this kind of like nice little song and, you know, uh, Lane whips out a saxophone. So he gets mm-hmm. a chance to play a little bit and it kind of plays into the song that's going on as well. Yep. And then, um, yeah, it's kind of has a nice dinner for her. And then, you know, then they cut to the K-12 yeah. and, uh, you know, the next thing that they need to figure out is how to get this done. Cause he's like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to die tomorrow. I need, to, I, there's no way I can do this. I need yeah. to go find a cave to hide. in. And she's like, no, just go ski it. Yeah. And of course in France, there's beautiful mountains. Like oh yeah. There's, you know, skiing is like a total thing. So of course Monique knows how to ski. So, well, she gives him piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> go this way really fast. <laughs> Something gets in your way. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But she actually takes that first part, which is probably the most intimidating part of the K-12. Yeah. yeah. Piece of cake. She yeah. does it. No problem. He's like, well, hell, if you can do it. Yeah. And then, boop, boop, boop. Oh, <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, ah. There's like a little growl as yeah. he rolls up to her, like on, by her ankles and stuff. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. And yeah. so um, uh, they abandoned that to just kind of ski together. And there's a nice little kind of montage song. To Duran Duran. To Duran Duran. Yeah. yeah. Did we figure out, was it Duran Duran? I, it sounds just like, it if it's not, like it's, it's the yeah. best knockoff band ever. So, so they ski about and they're, they're flirting and having fun. And at one point they're about to kiss, but then Charles pulls up. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, everybody's here at the town. (laughs) Wouldn't see you tackle this monstrous slope dead or alive. (laughs) Pretty funny. That is all. I don't know. Charles just brings a little bit of fun to everything. Right. Yeah. But inadvertently, Charles manages to ski over Lane's buckle. Yeah. And knocks it loose. That's right. So one of his skis is not fully functional. Yeah. So Monique is going to, um, she says, you know what? Hurry back, uh, because you need to do your language lessons. Yeah. Um, and he's like, language lessons. What do you mean? She's like, oh, the language of love. And so this is an allusion to earlier where the Smiths are saying like, oh, well, Monique and Ricky have this in in the, they speak the international language, even if she can't speak English and the international language is of course the language of love. That's right. So he's going to do language lessons. It's really kind of a cute little tie back. So he's, you know, he's worried about the K-12, uh, but he's, he's still a bit smitten. Uh, he's a little bit stressed about the bindings, but to make it worse. Johnny shows up in a bike <laughs> that's been rigged with ski blades. It's amazing. It's like, so this kid funny. is so tenacious. Yeah. So he's like, you just see him in the background, like $2. <laughs> and you can see Lane's face. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> he's le- legitimately terrified. So you understand why his dad yeah. is so scared of this kid. Oh yeah. Like. He is dogged in yeah. his pursuit of that $2. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, anyway, so Lane's got to get the fuck out of there. So yeah. he's like, he starts skiing away, but recognizes that his ski doesn't work, but he, he doesn't care. He's still going to get going. Yep. So he's skiing away, disappears, and then you cut to Roy and the team waiting for Lane to show up. Yeah. And they think he's totally bailed. And so um, it works out that Roy's going to try to beat his time record. Yeah. Kind of thing. But just a, as he's about to go, Lane shows up um, on one ski. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's looking cool. behind him. Like he totally knows like Johnny's right behind him. He doesn't give a shit about Roy. He's afraid of this $2 debt that he could do. Like, 
his gear is worth more than two bucks. Like, <laughs> give him something. Like, fuck. Anyway, yeah, for sure. So he's looking back over him, yeah. and they're like, okay, we're going to set the synchros. Yeah. And Lane goes. Yeah. And they, they launch him at the right time. But interestingly, and we, we did sort of point this out, yeah. Lane has left a few seconds ahead of Roy. Yeah. So they for can sure. properly time it. Right. So they're set to each other's synchros, but yeah. in the end, at the end of the race, yeah. like, Lane looks like he comes out ahead, but he should come out ahead because he's should be a few seconds faster than Roy anyway because he left earlier. Yeah, there's no mention like, of the time. Yeah. It was just that Lane got down and threw the finish before Roy. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which again is weird because they were timing it. Right. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, so, so they launch off. Lane's yeah. on one ski and they're ripping down. And yeah. then all of a sudden Johnny shows up at the top of the K-12 and chases him. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny can do the K-12. Like, on a bike. On a bike. <laughs> incredible oh my god I, I don't know this kid is a partially alien too was this the first offspring whoa and he's pursuing so hard yeah. because he wants to get back in the family that's right is he like the uh hugo from that one episode of the simpsons where like oh, bart yeah. and hugo were born like this is badger's yeah. evil twin it is oh interesting i don't know yeah there Fixated is on there me. is a bound um, uh, but yes he's skiing away ripping down yep. and uh they're being chased and and lane is doing amazing on one ski roy's right there but then uh johnny's catching up to roy and roy ends up like smacking him with a ski pole yeah. and launches him like <laughs> off a 40 foot drop it's eight stories it's literally like he he plummets off the side i love uh before that too charles is like watching the whole thing happening yeah. and they're like there's something following them <laughs> It's so ominous. <laughs> anyway, it's awesome. It's I love so how they build him up. But yes, he does. He totally falls and you can hear yeah. him like, oh, and there's yeah. like a dummy over the side of a mount, which oh, yeah. automatically makes it amazing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he falls off the side. Lane keeps yeah. going on one ski. He's a little bit ahead of Roy. Yeah. Uh, but then they hit the moguls and I'm like, holy shit. Could you imagine doing a moguls on one ski? Oh, there's no way. No. There's no, no. way. I couldn't I, do bunny hill on one ski. I know. I've got a child's legs. It's yeah. terrible. No. Um, but, yes. um, yeah, Lane, Lane does amazing and it's right till the bitter end and he manages to get across the finish line before Roy. That's right. He wins. He wins. Uh, but there's no mention of time. Anyway, it doesn't not. matter. So, you know, everyone's cheering Lane on. Uh, yeah. Beth comes over, gives Lane a big like kiss and stuff and she's yep. trying to get back to him. Uh, <laughs> Roy's buddy comes over and kind of tries to consolidate him and like, Hey man, good try. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, get lost. Yeah, get lost. <laughs> totally. Um, so, so Roy's pissed off. He's been shamed. Uh, but at the same time, Monique sees uh, Lane and Beth have a kiss, and she feels kind of like sad. A little dejected, sure. A little dejected seeing that. But instantly, Ricky is there. Well, yes. But first, the Chinese come over. Oh, and they're yeah. like they're, they're interviewing him. Oh yeah, and so like and there's so, no camera. <laughs> there's no camera. What brought on such an exhilarating feat? And his answer yeah. was language, language lessons. lessons. Yeah, that's, right. that's pretty that's good. Right. And you're right. Everyone's kind of looking into the camera, like, but especially Charles is looking. <laughs> looking <at this. laughs> no one there. But yes. So oh. Lane, Lane goes up to Monique, but of course, instantly you're right. Yeah. Like Ricky has hauled Monique away. Yeah. Lane runs after her, uh, and then they decide they have to like uh, duel. Yeah. For her honor. Being egged on by Ricky's mom. That's right. <laughs> Get him, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a sword fight. With ski poles. Ski poles. <laughs> and um, you put it out. Yeah, like like Ricky's actually got like a fairly, um, uh, you know. Uh, Decent skills. stance. Yeah. yeah. And he ends up disarming Lane at yeah. some point. He does. Uh, and so Lane doesn't have a sword. And then Ricky just goes all in and he's looking to kill Lane. Yeah, basically. Because he goes to try to stab him. Yeah. But. Um, 
uh, Lane kind of uh, shuffles him around and throws him. Yeah, grabs the pole. Yeah. And then flings him yeah. onto his mom. That's right. And then knocks his mom down and he's completely dejected. He yeah. grabs Monique, yep. puts him over her shoulder or puts her over his shoulder, carries him to the Camaro, rips off in those boots and the ski boots. Everyone's still wearing their ski gear. Oh, he's yeah. trying to drive away in the Camaro and they just like, go out of there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see Ricky on top of his mom. Yep. And she's like, get off. <laughs> and so he slides off of her. And he looks up, and there's this girl. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess their version of a female Ricky, in a way. Fricky. Fricky. <laughs> yeah. Fricky looks at him with her glasses and puts her hand down, and he grabs her hand and kind of inspects it <laughs> for a second. And then she helps him up, and then all of a sudden, they're a couple. Yep. And he kind of gives a shrug like, oh, well. <laughs> I went from hot to nerd. Yeah. But nerds only deserve nerds. Hot to not. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, but yeah. she accepts him for who he is, and maybe that's the most beautiful thing. There you go. You see um, Monique and Lane peel off in the Camaro. They're pulling back to the town. Yep. And then somehow, miraculously, they end up at, at Dodger Stadium, Stadium with no one else in the stands but the Camaro there. Yeah. Uh, the saxophone oh, is there. And it's... They're, they're having a kiss and then the, it's a big aerial shot. And that's it. Yeah. And, and then as the credits are rolling, you yeah. see the dad is fixing his windows again. Yeah. But we... So I don't know how much we talked about this, but the Badger oh, yeah. got that book about how to build um, a shuttle... Out of household, household appliances. Item. Yeah, yeah. And you see the sh- his shuttle launch. And yeah. so the roof blows up, and basically his son goes back to the to, mothership. To the mothership. He's an, she's an alien. He's yeah. the hybrid. Yeah. He has to go back to finish his education. That's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is good. It all comes together. That's the movie. That's the movie. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long, and I got bored. <laughs> Money, please. All right. So, um, you know, uh, I feel like we need to be a little more succinct okay. in the businesses that we endorse. Okay. Uh, because or raise the bar, like more challenger. More challenge. Yeah, sure. exactly. Okay. Okay. Because okay. Um, it, weirdly enough, because we're, we're kind of doing a thing here where we're um, talking about John Cusack films yep. uh, this month. But the reason is, is that he reached out personally. Oh my God. And uh, said, yes, uh, I want you to talk about my body of work, but also... All the businesses that really celebrate me and my body of work. Okay. Kind of thing. Uh, I can get behind that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, weirdly enough, there is a, a, a couple here okay. in St. Albert. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge, uh, on Kuzak Avenue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know right? how that works, but I yes, we obviously, there's like a big uh, cohort of folk who love yeah. John Kuzak and his body of work. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So, so Mayor, Mayor Kuzak, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mayor Kuzak. That's it. Um, so, so one of the businesses that um, I reached out to because I had the permission of Mr. Cusack to right. do this right. uh, was uh, Con Hair. Um, wigs made from human hair, hair from criminals. Oh. Con Hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are, you're going to look so good. You're going to Nicholas cage those ladies, oh. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going to need a chapeau like Chappelle who is in Con Air. <laughs> you know, who's hoping. Yeah. You're going to have so much hair. You're going to overheat like the swamp thing, which is a character in Con Air. Con Air. <laughs> Wigs made from criminal hair. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Mm. What do you got? Hey, Tristan, yeah. are you trying to find ways to make the most of that hard-earned hit money, but aren't oh. sure who you can trust? Yeah. Have you refused to join a murder-for-hire union and now need to stash your cash? 
Well, look no further than Gross Point Bank. <laughs> Whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, or even a grocer, yeah. uh, we may have services that you need. Our motto is, you should murder for hire returns on your investment. <laughs> <clears throat> Our simple deposit system is right up your alley. Simply yeah. tape a massive wad of blood money to the under portion of one of our teller's desks and we'll do the rest. <laughs> and once you make that deposit, our online system will alert you your smartphone with the emoji popcorn. <laughs> Comes with compliment, complimentary blank checks. Gross point bank. <laughs> nice. Nice popcorn. <laughs> Takeaways. Yeah. So from a strictly parenting point of view, the, both the parents were completely oblivious yeah. and did not really, you know, do a particularly good job, <laughs> except for maybe the mom, like kind of yeah. like fostering badger. Yeah. Like to let his alien ways kind of take hold and, <laughs> and root. I'm sure that was probably the end game anyway, before like complete, you know, world domination. Yeah. So that's all fine. <laughs> but, you know, the thing with Lane was like, you know, they, they were too free with badger. They were too much with Lane. Yeah. And I think there's probably a middle ground. Yeah. Like when it comes to your kids, you've got to try to pick your battles really carefully and sort of go like, hey, look, um, the more I put you into a corner, the more uncomfortable I make you, the less we're going to be able to connect. Um, And if I let you go too free and easy, then you're not going to know what boundaries are there or sort of learn what's kind of acceptable or not acceptable. Yeah. So I think in the end, um, just, just know your kids, know what their strengths are, know what their limitations are. And then even when it's kind of eating you up inside a little bit, when you're just dying to like intervene, yeah, maybe let your kids just sort of find a stride because in the end, it seems like most people find the right momentum if, if the base is really good. Like yeah. I think about our family and like, you know, the, the network we've got and you know, the role that mom and dad play, uh, the role that you play in my kids' lives mm-hmm. and just knowing that we've got this amazing support network around you, around yeah. us. So just know that like, they appreciate stuff. You don't have to be all things to all people all the time, I yeah. guess. I like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You? Um, for me, it was centered around the dad. Right. And just, um, you know, he, he tried to relate to Lane because he had an agenda. He had something that was driving him to try to connect with Lane. And so he was using all these heavy-handed methods and these books and stuff like that. Memorandum. Memorandum, you know. So he's using all this stuff and it's just like, you know, when you try to connect with your kids in times of crisis and you haven't connected previously, they can see through it. Right. They can see what's happening. And so they're, it, it, it's going to feel artificial, you know, when all of a sudden you're taking interest in their lives. But if you did that work early, if you were connecting with them, if you were kind of be interested in their lives and, and contributing to their lives, when it comes to moments of crisis, then it's not so artificial when you try to intervene or help or things like that. Yeah. So the biggest takeaway I could find there is just be interested in your kids' lives early on. Don't don't wait until there's crisis because then, you know, where's your agency, really? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, that. I like that. No, it's really Thanks. good, Tristan. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. Well, no, not at all. Like, yeah. I, I had so much fun watching this. Like, it, yeah, was, it, was, it was awesome. So and it brought back tons of memories and it was, um, yeah. Oh, no, it was really good. And again, I love this theme. Like, I like this idea of doing Kuzak because, yeah. um, especially watching this, like, you know, when we were kids watching him do this, like he was also a kid, right? Yeah, like better off dead yeah, is like, yeah. is this what teenagers are going to look like? Is this what yeah. it's going to be like when we get older and stuff and get to the end of high school <laughs> and things? So, you know, it, it just, it was really a great way to frame it. I think it's a nice launch pad into how we're going to do this month with Kuzak. Yeah. And um, you always do so much to kind of make these things yeah. happen. So, I mean, I just wanted to say like, 
you know, I don't feel like it's right to ask for anything more, but I just well, have don't. one. Well, maybe just like, <laughs> okay, well, maybe but one little one, thing. Oh, all right, all right. little thing. Stick it in. Just a little, okay, what, get, your what little, is get your little shine box. You motherfucker. Yeah. This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. Extra special thanks to the Three Geeky Dads for just being awesome guys. Check out their podcast as well. And if you want to hear past episodes, go to wherever you consume podcasts, even Apple. Bye.